Hi, welcome to my podcast, Browsing the Shelves. I'm your host, Lily Fields. This is a show where we'll be discussing books. Unlike other book podcasts out there, uh, it seems like a lot of them focus on writing tips or interviewing authors and things like that. We're just going to focus on the books. I mean, this is for book lovers who want to talk about books, okay? This is like a book club. Each episode will be about a different book. Most books we will cover will be young adult, but we might have a few adult or juvenile sprinkled in from time to time. We won't just do new books. I know that's cool for a lot of people, but there are a lot of good old stuff out there just kind of gets overlooked. So we're going to browse the shelves together and find these little gems that are out there that people may not know about. Before we get into it, um, I just want to remind you to please subscribe to the podcast. It's free. It doesn't cost a thing. And please leave a review. And when you do that, it helps other people to find the show and helps keep this show going. You can find me on Twitter at Browsing Shelves, or you can email me at browsingtheshelves at aol.com. You can visit my website at browsingtheshelves.podbean, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. I'd love to hear what you think about the show and any input on what books you'd like to hear about in one of my future shows, any topics you'd like to cover. You can also check me out on goodreads.com. Just search for Browsing the Shelves. And on there, I will keep track of every book we've discussed in these podcasts. So you can have that list anytime you want to see all those books. It's all there. All right, before we get started, if you are driving or if you are at work, you do your thing. You do what you're doing. But if you're at home and you're just relaxing, chilling, uh, get comfortable, curl up on the sofa, get some hot cocoa or some tea, or maybe if it's hot out, maybe sit out on the porch, enjoy the breeze with some lemonade, you know, just get comfy. I have a mug of lemon tea today, herbal. I love it. I love citrusy ones. I remember when I first tried this particular tea, I thought it smelled like pine salt, but it tasted amazing. So I just guzzled it. I don't even take the time to enjoy it. I just drank it. Anyway, get comfy. Take a sip. And just relax. And just breathe. And we're going to take a moment and talk about books and have a good time. All right, now let's get started and let's just dive right in. Today's book we'll be discussing is The False Prince by Jennifer A. Nielsen. It is... Get my notes out. It's a fantasy... It's young adult, so 14 plus age. Published by Scholastic in 2012, and it has about 342 pages. Jennifer A. Nielsen um, is an American author. The About the author in the back of the book says, Jennifer A. Nielsen collects old books, loves good theater, and thinks that a quiet afternoon in the mountains is a nearly perfect moment. It says she lives in northern Utah with her husband, their three children, and a perpetually muddy dog. And she has written Behind Enemy Lines, Mark of the Thief, A Night Divided, and Underworld Chronicles. I don't think I've read anything by her other than this book. So this is my first experience with her writing, and it was good. I liked it. The False Prince is the first book in the Ascendance Trilogy. And the Ascendance Trilogy, okay, it was called the Ascendance Trilogy, but then I guess they couldn't fit it into three books. Now it's just the Ascendance series. There are currently four books. The False Prince, The Runaway King, The Shadow Throne, and The Captive Kingdom. They announced that there will be a fifth. Don't know if that's going to be the last one. I've only read the first. I do like it. So, False Prince 
is about, it's a fantasy, so it's like, you know, kind of Middle Ages, I guess. There was this kingdom that the king and queen died in a mysterious way. They think they were murdered, probably poisoned. Their children are also dead, but one of the, one of the sons, it, it's not like, they didn't have like concrete proof he was dead because he died in like this shipwreck. Uh, so, so there's this nobleman, Connor. He decides since there's no concrete proof that this son is actually dead, he decides to go to these orphanages, grab a bunch of boys that could pass as this prince, because he knew the prince personally. Um, he's a nobleman. Um, and so he wants to find these boys, find boys that look like him, that would be the right age, train them to be royal, and see which one is the best fitting, and basically take him to court and have every, convince everybody that this is the heir so that he can kind of have a puppet in, in the throne, so he can, he can kind of rule um, behind the scenes. So that's what it's about. Um, it follows Sage. Sage is a 14-year-old orphan, and he's taken from the orphanage along with, I think, three other boys, and they are trained and taught the ways of being a royal, being high society, all of the skills that a prince would have, sword fighting, horseback riding, all these things. They're, they teach them how to do these things. Sage is very reluctant. He doesn't want to do any of this. Um, he's a very good pickpocket. He likes his life. <laughs> he doesn't really want any of this. He's very defiant. He gets in fights. So like Connor doesn't really, he doesn't really like the idea of picking Sage because he is kind of a wild card, kind of a, you don't really know what he's gonna do. If he, if he can really trust him to do a good job passing as the prince. At the same time, he kind of looks the most like this missing prince, Prince Jaren. So anyway, he, he Sage and these other boys are, are being taught to, to fill this role. Now, that's basically what the story is about, and that's kind of what bugged me. Yes, I like this book. I would give it a four out of five. I did like it. It's my, my only issue with it really was they spend like the entire book training these boys to be royal. I thought that would take maybe half the book and then they're gonna spend the other half trying to convince everybody that the one they chose is the prince. But no, that doesn't happen until like the very end. They, that once Connor chooses who he wants to be the prince, the very end they try to take him to court and have people convince people. That was where I thought it was interesting. Like, oh, are they gonna, is this, is this boy gonna pass off? Are they gonna believe him? Are they gonna accept it? Is he gonna do a good job? That's what interested me. I didn't care about all the teaching and all the training they went through, but that's what the book focuses on. So I thought in that respect, it was kind of boring. But at the same time, Sage is a very interesting character and to read about him like getting in fights and being such a hothead, it's interesting, it is. I just wish there was, it would have moved a little quicker and kind of get on with the point earlier. <laughs> Maybe that's just me, but that's what I thought. Like, it took me a while to finally get through it, but once I got to the end when they're, you're trying to see their whole plan play out, that's when I was, like, really interested in it. Um, there are a few twists, because it's like you don't really fully have all the information. Everyone's just kind of giving you half-truths, and it's like, what? What's really going on? Um, so, so there is that. It's good. Because, like, you realize there's, there's kind of more lies and treachery going on I, I pretty much had it figured out, like I knew what was going to happen with this big twist. I kind of expected it. But then at one point, one of the characters says something, and I thought, well, if that's true, then what I'm thinking can't be true. 
so I must be wrong. So I was like, okay, let me just finish and see how it goes. No, I was right. The character who said that lied. And so I had it figured out, actually. Um, and another, another thing that makes this book, uh, that keeps it interesting, um, you know, you got the layers of deceit and lies, but there's uh, even more than that. There's, you know, Connor wants to fool a country. And there are other noblemen. There's like a, a whole uh, bunch of these noblemen who kind of have a hand in the royalty. I don't, like the, like a council, I guess. And if anyone finds out that he's trying to pull this, uh, trying to fool everybody that this, um, one of these orphans is the prince, I mean, if, if they get found out, then they're going to, I mean, he'll be put in jail, you know, they're going to be found out. So there's this other nobleman who gets kind of suspicious that Connor is up to something. And so they kind of have to sneak around him and, like, not, you know, it's all a bunch of secrecy. Because eventually, at one point, the guy, this other nobleman comes to visit, and they're, like, trying to cover their tracks, trying to hide that anything suspicious is going on um, with these training these boys. And such is another element of... Uh, you know, the secrecy going on. I just wish less of the book focused on all the training. I thought that was kind of, it kind of got old after a while. But it was, I don't want to deter you from reading it. I, it was a good book. And besides, it's not about what I think. I'm just trying to give you books for you to look into if you, you might like it. So, but I do, I do give it a four out of five. It was good. I don't think I have any spoilers for you today either. I could tell you the twist, but if you've read it, you don't you know what I'm talking about. I don't really need to go into that. I don't really have anything else to really talk about. All right, now I'm gonna read a snippet from the book. I'm just gonna start in chapter one and I'll read a little bit. If I had to do it all over again, I would not have chosen this life. Then again, I'm not sure I ever had a choice. These were my thoughts as I raced away from the market with a stolen roast tucked under my arm. I'd never attempted a roast thievery before, and I was already regretting it. It happens to be very difficult to hold a chunk of raw meat while running, more slippery than I'd anticipated. If the butcher didn't catch me with his cleaver first and literally cut off my future plans, I vowed to remember to get the meat wrapped next time, then steal it. He was only a few paces behind now, chasing me at a better speed than I'd have expected for a man of his girth. He yelled very loudly in his native language, one I didn't recognize. He was originally from one of the far western countries, undoubtedly a country where killing a meat thief was allowed. It was this sort of thought that encouraged me to run faster. I rounded a corner just as the cleaver suddenly cut into a wood post behind me. Even though he was aiming for me, I couldn't help but admire his throwing accuracy. If I hadn't turned when I did, the cleaver would have found its target. But I was only a block from Mr. Bellity's orphanage for disadvantaged boys. I knew how to disappear there. And I might have made it, if not for the bald man sitting outside the tavern, who stretched out his foot in time to trip me. Luckily, I managed to keep hold of the roast, although it did no favors to my right shoulder, as I fell onto the hard dirt road. The butcher leaned over me and laughed. About time you get what's coming to you, you filthy beggar. As a point of fact, I hadn't begged for anything. It was beneath me. His laughter was quickly followed up by quicks to my back that chased my breath away. I curled into a ball, prepared for a beating I wasn't sure I'd live to regret. The butcher landed a second kick and had reared back for a third when another man shouted, Stop! Okay, I think I'm actually going to stop there. That kind of gives you an idea of what kind of person, what kind of character Sage is. He's very strong-headed, I guess. He's, uh, he's not afraid to 
do what he wants to do. He's not intimidated by these people. He said he wouldn't even live to regret it if he got beaten. He's just, he doesn't care. He's just going to do it his thing. He's not, he's not afraid. Um, and right then, some guy stops him, and that's kind of what starts the chain of events. This stranger who, who uh, kind of steps in to save him, but he's got his own plans. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's a little snippet from the book itself. Right next, we're going to look at some reviews from Goodreads.com. Oh, it's got a 4.2 rating, which is pretty high. This person says, this was such a fun, quick read. I couldn't put it down. I just had to keep reading. I love the main character and the way he not only kept secrets from the other characters, but from us as readers. And the dialogue in this book is phenomenal. Can't wait to pick up the next one and plan to do it very soon. Yeah, I haven't read the next one either. I think since I like the ending of this one a lot, I think I'd probably like the next one better because like the first one's just kind of setting it up. So I should probably read the next one. I just haven't yet. Yeah, this person says, now I remember why I gave this book five stars and it had me hooked just like the first time. I love this series so much. They continue saying, listen, this book is so good. It got my brother who hates to read to freaking read. So basically, if you don't like to read, maybe this will hook you in. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good one for boys. I definitely think it's good for, for boys. You know, it's sword fighting, it's treachery, it's lies, it's deception, it's, you know, it's good. There aren't really many, there's like maybe one girl character in the whole book. Uh, he kind of befriends the servant girl. So yeah, it's a, good, it's a great one for boys. <laughs> this person said, I went into this book with absolutely no expectations and came out gasping and fangirling and hyperventilating, which is the absolute best way to experience a book. <laughs> That's great. I love when you find a book that just really, you really click with, you know, it's great. And you know, a lot of these reviews are saying it's just as good the second time around. And this person says, The False Prince by Jennifer Nielsen is, in my opinion, exactly what juvenile fiction middle grade fantasy is supposed to be. Anyway, the general idea here is people like it even as a second time around. It is a good book. There's so much like lies and stuff, like layers of, you know, deception. It's, it's it kind of, it's almost a mystery. So it's kind of interesting in that respect. So anyway, that's The False Prince by Jennifer A. Nielsen. It's the Ascendant series, book number one. Check it out. I think that's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you had a good time. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Browsing Shelves. You can email me at browsingtheshelves at aol.com. My good reads, look for me uh, browsing the shelves. Please subscribe. Leave a review. It's free. It helps me out. It helps other people find the show. And if you enjoyed it, hopefully you can spread the love. Yeah, email me, tweet me, let me know what you think, what you want us to talk about next. Until next time, guys, happy reading.